Um, you've done podcasts before. Uh, do you have any questions about kind of like how we do things around here or any questions in general? Nah. I was like, did you want me to set up with all the anime action figures? With all the anime action figures? Yeah, go pull them out <laughs> in the background. Yeah, they yeah, are in the background. like anime dolls. And I was like, no, yeah. I, action figures is a better term, you know. <laughs> These aren't like ooh <laughs> no. dolls or anything. Yeah, there's uh, nothing I get to play with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all they're collectibles. All, they're <laughs> all literally still in the boxes, haven't been touched. Hello and welcome back to the Health Unfiltered Podcast. My name is Ro and I'm here with three of my favorite people. Count them three because we do have a guest today. Uh, Brooke, Nicole, and John. How are we doing today? Doing great. I'm a little sleepy. Always. Nicole's a sleepy. <laughs> you gotta queen. wake up, I'm girl. Sleepy girly. This is why we need that Starbucks walking distance. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, no Brooke, Costa get me Rica. Some cocoa beans. I need, I need the Starbucks. Oh man. Well, yeah. I hope that everyone's doing well today. I know, John. You said it. It was hot out. Um, it's still. We went for a walk last night while we saw Jupiter. Also, did you guys see Jupiter last night? I did not see that. That's oh, awesome. It was great. You know, it's like the brightest thing in the sky. Uh, but it was so nice out, and then I woke up and it was a hundred degrees again, and I was like, "Fuck Scottsdale, man! It's just way too hot here." You went outside, and I'm in. Yeah, yeah. I'm, um, mother allows me outside every now and then. Yeah, she's like, "Go get your, go get your sunshine," and I'm like, "Thank you." She's like, "Come back and cook me dinner," and I'm like, "Okay." Uh, <laughs> yeah, just kidding. I'm, I'm free to do whatever I want. But yeah, it's it's hot out for sure. You're uh, like, oh no, no, it does not though. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna yell that. It's cool. Uh, so, uh, John, before we introduce you, uh, what we normally do is we talk about kind of what we're drinking if we are drinking anything. Um, as I talked about before we started, uh, it used to be alcohol, uh, but these two ladies have grown old, and so we stopped drinking <laughs> as much alcohol as we used to. So, uh, is anyone drinking anything mm-hmm. right now? The pandemic now? ended. Even, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Right. We started this podcast much younger <laughs> yeah. during a global yeah, pandemic. When that's all we could do. Yeah, you could wake up and be like, and yeah, I'll just have a shot of this. And I mean, that's that fair. was always the best that's time. Really fair, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, was... <laughs> but are we drinking anything today? Mocktails, cocktails, in between. I have something different than I normally do. I made a fresh, a farm fresh local smoothie. I've got acai, banana, some fresh OJ, hemp seeds. What else did I put in here? Blackberries. All from local farms, and it was freaking delicious. Yum. Yeah, that sounds super good. Refreshing. I don't even know what that would taste like. Like heaven. Yeah, yeah. Like, like jungle. I would say the berries and the acai are the strongest. My strong bad. It ones. tastes like jungle. I only really noticed the banana. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like jungle. <laughs> there you <Yeah>. go. <laughs> Not like heaven. Come on. Yep. <laughs> jungle. Uh, what about you, Nicole? You drink anything? Um, I'm just drinking some water, but Classic. I picked up something from your favorite store row, Trader, Trader Joe's. Joe's. Oh. Um, they have a new pumpkin <laughs> cider out and I'm going to oh. try the pumpkin cider later tonight. Nice. Yeah. Just go like shotgun one real quick. Boom, right now. And then we should be good. <laughs> like, <laughs> not in this economy. Absolutely not. No. That sounds good. Okay. I'll, I'll uh, be, definitely be asleep. 
pumpkin cider <laughs> right afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, John? Are you drinking anything? My imagination. Water from the, the fountain. Your <laughs> imagination. What the hell does that even mean? You know? <laughs> you know, I got an imaginary drink in my hand. on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What does it taste like? Uh, the jungle, like the jungle, the heavenly jungle that. Uh, nah, it tastes like dirt. Is it's like I'm outside, and, you know, <laughs> stuff's lying in my face. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, Casey told me this morning to say hello to all three of you, um, but then she said she sent Brooke and Nicole um, uh, like cocktail recipes or whatever, mm-hmm. and she was like. You know, if they don't have them on the podcast, and that means they're fake, because they said that it was, it looked like it was good, and I was like, I don't think it's that serious. I'm sure they'll just try it whenever they want to try it. So, uh, you know, if you don't have it anytime soon, somehow I'm gonna get in trouble for you guys not uh, trying. So what don't worry, Casey. We're gonna make it. No, don't try it at all. Yeah. Don't try it at all. Wait, where did she send? I think I, you guys are gonna have to remind. I don't know. I, I, I do. I, I think she in, sent it in, in a in, that, in, that in a DM. Yeah, it would have been between I'll you have two. To find yeah. It. yeah, I'm just saying, you know, if we want the podcast to survive, I know I'm the main character, and without me, this thing would go to shit. So she she kills me, and it's it's over. Um, so yeah, <laughs> let's make those cocktails. Oh but, my god! Uh, as far as what I'm drinking today, oh, I was texting Brooke earlier opening. that for some reason, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can take over, man. <laughs> my part's the easiest job for sure. Uh, I was talking to Brooke earlier about how. I don't know. I woke up like pretty foggy and super tired, so I made myself an uh, an iced macchiato. So it's just really just coffee with almond milk and ice, and I still don't feel any better. <laughs> like I don't know. I think I just didn't sleep too well, and I just have a lot of things on my plate. So I was like, please, let's caffeine bump this, but didn't happen. Um, but I know that John is ultra high energy, which you all will see here in a bit. So I had to try and match that. So we put on the put on the fake mask, and we're just gonna keep on rolling through with it. So uh, I believe in you. I know, well. right? <laughs> so before we start our episode, we do have a question of the week. Um, this was sent in regarding the Myokine episode that we had um, a couple weeks back. Um, are there specific exercises that create lactate for brain health, um, and or should you exercise a specific time frame? So when we talked about myokines in that first episode, because the second one hadn't released yet, um, we mentioned that myokines are like, you know, these signals that your that your muscles send out and they can send it to the brain. The second episode, we did talk more about how it affects the brain in a couple different ways. Um, I think that to to this person who who I love very much, um, you know, I think the the focus should be just like exercising for like health because then the stuff for the brain is just a consequence of it so increasing lactate or whatever is going to come from just like pushing a little harder right um especially if you are like an older person who's just trying to live a healthier lifestyle um lift weights go on walks go on faster walks go on runs if you can do sustained work so that you have like sustained outputs of lactate so that your brain can kind of utilize that um, but your brain runs on more things than just lactate and also adapts to more things than just lactate. So um, I don't think that it's like super necessary to understand like why or what is affected by lactate and brain health. Um, if you are just focusing on working hard, pushing yourself when you're training and then trying new things so that your your brain stays uh, healthy and it's kind of learning to adjust with a bunch of new things. But Appreciate the question for sure. We love questions like that. 
Um, maybe if uh, we ever have more time, we can go even deeper into a brain and myokine or brain and exercise um, episode because stuff like that is is super cool. And if you're interested in it, we'd love to do an episode on it. So um, let us know if you'd, if you'd like that. Uh, anything you both or three would like to add uh, as far as brain health and exercise goes? I mean, all I have is personal experience. <laughs> and okay. that my head feels more clear after I exercise. So I can't get into the nitty gritty of the science, but I agree. <laughs> like, but, I mean, but it works. Maybe. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you get to go ahead and exercise all your demons. I know people always sit there and use that as a critical term, but like, oh no, you get to go ahead and release certain type into uh, certain endorphins that allow your body to to actually feel better. And for you, you can, working out whatever pains and thoughts you're going through, and it's a thought process that allows us all to go ahead and manage our own abilities. Yeah, I agree I don't with that. Know, I don't know the science behind it all, but <laughs> I just know. Like, I just know I feel better. <laughs> well, I just know that. It, retrospect every fighter i've ever met has always been like the nicest person and it's not because of the oh fact yeah they've gone out there that. and dealt with all the stuff that they're doing mentally they just know that they don't have to go ahead and have all the extra aggression and being have all being all pent up anger or anything because i've released it already so they're like yeah whatever yeah, yeah you guys want to go get a drink cool well i just said you were a bad, lazy piece of shit I was like, yeah but i can work on that you want to go get some food still i'm hungry <laughs> like oh, yeah <laughs> Classic. Uh, cool. So let's go ahead and, and introduce you, John, in the podcast. Uh, so today we have the pleasure of bringing on a client and good friend of mine, John, the magician Dodson. Uh, you need your own theme song because like my head is like, bow, 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 you know, um, but John, John is a professional American mixed martial artist who's been competing since 2002. It's 20 years. Well, uh, he was a winner of the Ultimate Fighter, Team Bisping versus Team Miller. He competed in the UFC both in flyweight and bantamweight and was a two-time contender for the championship. Now, recently, uh, John has competed and absolutely dominated in bare-knuckle fighting. Uh, what did your fight last, like, 40 seconds? Like, you know, destroyed everyone. Um, which is awesome, really speaks to your pure athleticism, even at the crippling age of like 33 <laughs> or 34 that you are. Um, but outside of 33? fighting, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's much older. I think you're like 54 now. But outside of fighting, um, John is a father to three kids. I love those three. Uh, husband to an equally awesome woman who makes the best cookies. I know you guys just released some merch and stuff too. Uh, and he's a complete goon who loves to play video games. So thank you for coming on, man. Like, we have long talked about how we need some sort of, like, MMA person on here because that's kind of my quote-unquote claim to fame is that I'm like, oh, yeah, I work with fighters here and there. And everyone's um, like, yeah, right, yeah, prove thank it. Yeah, for, for coming on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're like, you uh, fall over and get hurt. There's no way you work with fighters. And I'm like, I'm a brittle body, man. Uh, yeah, Mr. But yeah, so thank you for coming on, man. We <laughs> we definitely appreciate it. Uh, one thing for sure, because uh, I know that you have a mic, just make sure that you are like a little closer to it so it doesn't echo as much. Oh, my um, bad. But other than that, I won't. Yeah, this is professional, you know. Um, Sorry. Yeah. Oh, look at that. And then so I have to. And then I have now. to go ahead and uh, use the man voice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's fair. <laughs> All right, so let's start off easy, John. Um, can you tell us about yourself, you know, for people that are not familiar with you? Um, and for those people, like, can you also explain what MMA is? 
Sure. I am a mixed martial artist. What that means is that I have grown up doing a bunch of different various martial arts and accumulating into one giant sport. So I've done wrestling, boxing, jujitsu, Muay Thai, Taekwondo, karate, and a whole lot of dumb stuff. Yeah. Like a whole lot of, a lot of ass kicking on the streets. Pretty much. Yeah. Everything I can possibly do, making sure I can get it all done, be situated within, so, so I can combine them into one united force of being a danger to everybody who steps in front of me. Yeah. Well, in the ring, right? Not not just like in front of you. <laughs> no. It's like, Literally, you know, in front like, of you. can't no, even come up you, and say hello. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> even those little people come in front of me, they're like, hello, sir. And I have to look up to them because I'm always so short. <clears throat> I will destroy you. I gotta be able to yeah. break into that. <laughs> yeah. Which is fair. Yeah, yeah. I know every time you like pretend to tackle me, I'm like, ha ha, and then in my head, I'm like, oh, fuck. He actually could kill me at, <laughs> at, at any second. So. No, it's just like I, yeah. have to pr- I have to work up, but I'm just like, oh, yeah, bro, I'm gonna launch you over my shoulder. You know, like, ha ha, no, don't do that. Please, you're gonna hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then in my head, I'm like, wait, you know, do it to me because, you know, I wanna know what it's like to be tossed around. Anyway, that's probably I wanna know what it's therapist. like to be flipped. Yeah, flip. Yeah. You know what? Some people actually ask that. They're like, can you actually just throw me? Yeah. And I was like, why? Like, I just want to see what it like, felt cause... like. It's like, it's like. I end up in the emergency room and they yeah. ask what happened. I'm like, yeah. I just asked this dude to throw me. Yeah. I just wanted to be thrown. They're like, John Dotson threw me. It was yeah. the best thing yeah. in my life. He's like, no, some people actually ask like, me to yeah, lick it. Was a good time. I was like, oh. yeah, that, no chance, man. Oh. I, I think people don't really understand how hard people can hit. And especially uh-huh. like trained fighters can hit because they're like, oh, yeah, I've gotten in a bar fight or I've gotten there, like me and my siblings, whatever. Yeah. But then, like, you hear or you see in person the sounds, the speed at which you're able to just fling your limbs. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's dangerous. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. it's super like, mm. messed up. I just yeah, super I messed mean, up. It's painful. Well, yeah, yeah, painful. Uh, what about what about yourself? What's what's something that you know? I think when people like watch your stuff, especially like in the ring, everyone says you're like high energy. Anyone who knows you says you're high energy. But what's something that like about yourself that you think kind of gets lost on people or that people don't really know? Eh. A lot of people just don't understand like what I'm doing and how I actually perceive my like present myself out there. Like I'm like, hey, I'm literally highlighting the best version of myself. Like that cartoony little Looney Tune guy that's always out there willing to murder everybody <laughs> with a smile. I'm sitting there trying to go ahead and be psychological warfare. Like I sit there and go to my, my phone, just making sure that I can get them psyched out and get their loans to like this false sense of security that they can pick me apart or do something that I always thought they'd like, try, try to pick me up or something. Yeah. And it never happens. Uh, <clears throat> but we always just go into it. And I'm like, hey, no, you guys, I just like be me. And this is going to be the aspect of fighting part like i'm an educated dude i'm like super smart i just don't like to pretend like that because people i always tell you if you sit there try to be the smartest man in the room you're always gonna be the dumbest person so i always like i always like doing that being the dumbest person being the dumbest person (laughs) (laughs) yeah people meet you and they're like this guy's a fucking idiot yeah 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 yeah. that's what he wants you to think (laughs) no worries (laughs) i'm the same way of course yeah i don't ever tell people that i'm smart um, but I think that that's, that's so fair. Right. And, and when we talk about like, kind of when it comes to preparation for fighting and, and the job that is trying to hurt another person while also not get hurt, like, oh man, <laughs> that's not good. Uh, so I was playing uh, World of Warcraft. I'm just joking. That's my ringtone. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, yeah, but like all those things that kind of, kind of go into it. So, um, let's start there then. Uh, how do you prepare 
how do you go about preparing for a fight then? You know, can you walk us through the process from like contract negotiations to knowing how many weeks out you are and then from there being like, okay, what skills do I prioritize? How do I train those? And then also still be like a good father and husband. Like there's so much that goes into fighting and being an MMA athlete because it's not just one dimensional. It's like you're training all of those fighting styles that you talked about day in and day out while also still trying not to break. So from like contract, oh, I think we might have a fight to fight day. What is that process like? Man, that process is literally one of the grueling things because you figure out who you're going to fight. They give you like all these different names and opponents and you're trying to shift your contract. Like, okay, I might fight this person, this person, and this person. And then you work up like three people in your head that you're possibly going to be matched up with. So I start studying them. Those three are the ones I'm going through. Yeah. And then I can sit there and see their styles, what I need to work on, what areas I need to critique on, and which one is going to help me propel myself to fight all three of them. So I keep on gearing in what areas of my game that I need to fix just for those people. Then once we start getting yeah. the contract down, sit down, I have to start like figure out which people and which coaches and which of my disciplines that I need to focus on more on. Yeah, so you have like you have a, a coach for every skill set then, most likely. Yeah. Or like someone who at least like feels different things. Uh, what what makes you decide how you're going to win a fight? Right. Or how you're going to lose it. Like, what's that process like? Is that just from studying those those athletes and their film or kind of just like what you're hearing, how they're training now? Now, what do you mean by the process of winning or losing? Do you mean the fight aspect of winning or the losing fight. or like yeah. actually in the mode of training? So, I well, because one is going to influence the other, isn't it? Like if you are... Like, how am I going to win this fight against this one person, right? So, does it doesn't that affect how you train as well? Uh, no, because, like, you could be training totally one, like, one dimension for an opponent, and then you can think that you're going to win the whole aspects of that match because of the fact that you geared yourself to go ahead and beat up their strength, and when you're training for that whole thing, then try, they throw something out, out there, it just flips 180, and you're like, oh, what the hell, we didn't prepare for this. This guy's doing something different. He knew I was going to sit there and try to work on defending this and now what do I do next? Like while we're going in the aspect of figuring out what their what their main strengths are and how we can pick apart their weaknesses, we try to go ahead and, and decipher which one's gonna help each other out. Which one of our of our strength is gonna help out defeat their strength and one of our weaknesses that they can go ahead and pick on so we can go ahead and manipulate that situation. Because I want the, my opponent to feel like he's strong at all the, throughout the whole title of the fight. So I can go ahead and make him feel well more like secure about taking the victory for me. But once I lull into a false sense of security, I can go ahead and overcome it and then start picking them apart with ease. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, huh? <laughs> like, So I have a question. Like, do you then... So it kind of sounds like you, you do get a choice in who you fight or not really. It's kind of like, here's some options. Like, do you get a say in saying, like, I'm going to take this fight. I want to fight this person. Like, what does yeah, that I always like? get... I always get the final say on who I want to fight. Like I can sit there and be like, yeah, I want to fight that dude. Or it comes into that other thing too, where I don't have an option. I don't have a choice. Like, uh, like every fight depends on the fighter. And that's what makes MMA fighting so hard because of the fact that every uh-huh. fighter don't get, doesn't get paid enough. So for them, they have to go ahead and make the kind of a justification. Like, do I accept this fight and get a check paycheck or 
do I sit out for another few months and then wait for the next big thing coming in that might not ever happen? So it's a choice for us to yeah. go ahead and take it, but at the same time, we don't really got a choice. <laughs> that like, makes sense. It's like, yeah. I kind of like, it's like beating around the bush on that one. It's like, eh. if I was like John Jones, I'd be like, hell yeah, I can wait three years. Hell yeah. But then some of us are like on the lower <laughs> tier of the scale and they're like, uh, I'll take a fight next week. <clears throat> you just fought. I was like, again, I'll fight next week, please. Like, if you have yeah. anything available, please send it my way. Yeah, I mean, you definitely look at like certain payouts and it's like, if people can train eight weeks and then, you know, hopefully win, but then they win maybe like five grand and then they have to pay all their coaches. And like at the end of the day, it's like, oh shit, well, what did I do during those eight weeks other than like get the shit kicked out of me and then like came away with like a hundred bucks, really? Um, and that's definitely, uh, that's a tough subject, but it's also why I think I like working with fighters so much is because they're all dogs. They're like, you know what, man? Like, I got to do this to survive. So I'm going to like put in the work that I need to put in. And it's not just like, yeah, I've kind of gotten comfortable. And it's like, blah, blah, blah. Like very few fighters are at the point where they're like, oh, I'm comfortable. I don't need to fight right now. Like my family is not going to starve or anything. So yeah, that is a, that is weird. Yeah, um, and like you also said, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, it's like a whole weird aspect because like, if you think about it, if, We'll just go on like the performance of the nights and those bonuses that they get. If somebody made, went out there and made that $50,000, already of it, about 40% of that purse is already gone to the bank. Because the IRS takes, we don't get tax on it, so we automatically have to pull out the taxes for ourselves. And then 20% mm. gets taken out for our, uh, for our, our management team. And then whoever wants to go ahead and go through how much you're paying your, like your management. Then you also have to pay whatever your percentages to the coaches. Some coaches take 10%, so you have to pay that to each one of your coaches. And then you're pretty much left with about 20 to 22,000 left in your pocket out of that 50,000. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's tough. And you're the one going in there like getting your body kicked mm -hmm. up, you know? So yeah. you're like, oh, what am I doing this for? But that's also why if you come out clean, relatively in touch, you're like, cool, I can go again. Like, you know, I don't have to wait a whole year for for things to, to happen. Yes. Uh, oh, hi, Chell. <laughs> No, she's asking me how much, uh, how much vanilla I have to use for the icing. <laughs> she's making all of it. Her. Use all no, of it. No, 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 no. We're just trying to figure out how to you make my recipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, applied to his uh, his OnlyFans to uh, to learn about the secret recipe. Um, that's not a joke because you do have an OnlyFans, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm getting eat up by mosquitoes. Man, mosquitoes suck right now. Like they keep on biting me, and I'm like, oh. worst idea to do this out here outside. But uh, no, yeah. Uh, Topper, OnlyFans, yes, do got one. No, I'm not sending out any of my majestic pitch pics. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, it's only it's, tips uh, and tricks. It's, it's professional. Yeah. It's professional. It's for sponsorships. Yes, it's only tips and um, tricks, and that's not just the tip, people. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Okay, so we, we talked about kind of kind of fight camp a little Sorry, bit. Yeah. Um, uh, what is the hardest part? Because I... Some people, right, fight camp is going to be like four weeks. Some people will take it the week out, right, if they're yeah. like, oh, you know what, I've been kind of prepping. And other times it's like, hey, we have eight to 12 weeks. What is the hardest part? Because you're balancing training multiple skills. For some people, cutting or losing a lot of weight. Uh, and then you are also being under high amounts of fatigue. So, like, objectively, what's the hardest part? And then also, why does it 
just why does it suck, you know? Uh, but for me, the hardest part is nutrition because of the fact that I need to eat so much food to go ahead and sustain the kind of energy I need for performances, training, and also do out all my workouts and dealing with family life. I got to make sure I can make their yeah. food and everything else and make sure we can all do everything together. But I have to eat at the right amount of times. And if I don't, if I'm not on my own eating schedule, it sucks. And then I'm like, I lost out on a meal and I lost out on a snack. And then I'm not feeling like fatigue. I feel fatigue and I'm not feeling like up for the, like the day. That's yeah. the part that sucks. Yeah. I mean, think about how much, and we, we talk about this pod, about this on the podcast a lot, like, you have to eat to fuel yourself to do just like normal things, right? Now you're gonna add in training. I, you sent me your schedule because we're working on your your program right yeah. now. You are training at two to three times a day, five to six times a week, and then you're doing work and life on top of that. Yeah. So it's like, how are you supposed to continuously do that if you're not eating? Um, and that's definitely a hard part for people in general, but especially for fighters, because I cannot tell you how many people are like, yeah, I didn't have breakfast tonight. And I was so tired. I fell asleep and I didn't eat dinner. I'm like, why are you training all day then? Like, this is, you're literally just, you're beating yourself because you're not taking the time to just like fuel the proper way. Um, and bookend as, as Brooke likes to say, but like, it's just like, you know, you need gas. You guys live in the red zone for... <laughs> Eight weeks. Yeah. How are you not just like eating all the time? Hold on, I gotta step away really quick. Oh, geez. Okay. Uh, also, Nicole, what were we talking about just now? Fuck. We were I... talking about not eating enough and overtraining. Oh, wait. Uh, yeah. So that part. Oh, yeah. Sucks. Okay. So we were talking about not eating enough and overtraining like, you, and why yeah. that sucks. Yeah. And you're just like, what are what, you're beating yourself? Like, why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah. Like, why does that happen, John? Like, in your experience and also, like, for other fighters, because it's it's across the board. It's not just, like, just you. No, you know? like, you said it the best way possible a second ago. You said that we're all dogs. Like, we're pretty much going out there just grinding as hard as we can, and we think that that's the only way to go ahead and perform better is to keep on going out there, grinding, doing the hard work right then and there, and then keep on doing more hard work on top of more hard work without the food. <laughs> or recovery, or basically rest. Like, we don't know know anything different. We don't know anything better than just to go ahead and just put ourselves in the worst situations and then try to <laughs> pretty much look for a lifeline to have somebody save us. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the hardest part is is the, the mentality, right? Because even, even little things, like I remember I was training uh, Devin Clark, and I was like, hey, like, you know, take some time to breathe. And he's like... We, we don't breathe in the ring. And I'm like, okay, well, one, we're not in the ring right now. Like, we need you to focus on breathing. Uh, and two, like, it's not always a war, right? You have to be ready to do that when it's time. But you want to get better. You have to recover. You have to heal. And it's just built into the, to the mentality of the entire sport. Because your coaches are telling you the same thing, right? Like, oh, you got to be able to dig. You got to be able to da-da-da-da-da. And... Because they know it, because most of them have been fighters or have trained top fighters. and But at the same time, like, physiology is physiology. And if you can support yourself in a way that, like, allows you to dig deep and you're at a better place so you can dig deeper than the person you're up against, like, how is that not a better thing? Like, how does that not prepare you more than more than just redlining for, for so long? All right, so that part is going to be 
where they need to figure out on how to understand that one more better. Because a lot of coaches keep on telling everybody that, but they haven't forgot that it's not the body that needs to go ahead and dig deeper and go through it. It's your mind. So if we can actually get yeah. them to go ahead and have like more mental practices that allow them to physically think that they're gonna go ahead and push through something. Like it doesn't even have to be full on training. It could be just having a conversation with somebody and just trying to have an inspiring type of motion. Like you're telling them to dig deep. Hell not. Inspire somebody. That's it digging deep too. Like you have to come out with a way to make that dude feel like he can run through a wall right now. And then if you can go yeah. ahead and do that with mental practice by doing to encourage people with your words, and you can also be encouraging yourself doing that during that fight time. Like that's what I think the dig when we need to start having fighters start to understand what that digging deep means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, that's great. I, I I have a question later about how like how you train your fighters. And so I think that's a good like good indication, right? Because it's not just about the skill of physically throwing or uh, grappling or something, but like mentally, what kind of gymnastics can you do beforehand and during that allow you to be like, yeah. okay, mm-hmm. yeah, that's wild. Yeah, I can do. That. I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about how so often we don't start or we don't go after something simply because like we've told ourselves that we're not strong enough. We're not fast enough. We're not whatever enough or worthy enough of it. And your mindset is what will take you out of the game Mm -hmm. before you even start, before you even fail and learn and grow. Mm -hmm. Like you're the one that's going to take you out by saying like, I can't do that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even like just the, us as small business owners, right? Like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm never going to make enough to survive. And then it's like, <laughs> hey, we, we've we survived and done other things, you know? Uh, look at us. Yeah, look at us go. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get into the, the mental aspect, but I want to talk about uh, the S&C aspect because that's, that's how we met, right, John? Like, trained you to the performance ranch, and then you came to the Halloween party, and then you were like, wow, they are so awesome. And then we became were you drunk? such good friends. Uh, he doesn't drink, but, you he know, was I was. Uh, yeah. I was talking yeah. about yeah. you, bro. <laughs> I would never assume this about yes. John. Yeah. yeah, like, he's too good of a person. <laughs> uh, See, I like yes. her already. Yeah, she's she she can uh, feed through all the bullshit. She's very good at that. Um, so the question I want to ask is, what's your favorite thing about me and us working together? Uh, Why do you I, love that's Ralph? not that's not the actual question. No, <laughs> my what I really want to talk about is like, because w- we worked through S and C together. You have done strength, strength and conditioning. conditioning. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, like, <laughs> we worked through strength and conditioning like, together. A lot of people don't know what these words <laughs> uh, mean. Yes. and then you've done strength and conditioning for. 20 years right yeah. outside of or during your professional career like what are the most common training conditioning mistakes you think new fighters are making uh from some of the stuff we worked on and then also just this shit that you see day in and day out uh this continuous thing that i see day in and day out is everyone's trying to max out every day all the time oh <laughs> and i'm like no i'm like what are you guys doing like no 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 no. i need to count how many punches i can throw i was like okay cool uh, are those real punches or are you trying to throw like whatever punches you're out there? Like, yeah, they, whatever ones. It's like, no, 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 no. Let's count the ones that actually really matter. Like, what? I was like, count the ones that really matter. Well, uh, I can't do that going fast. I was like, no shit. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. let's, let's go ahead and let's, let's take baby steps first and learn how to walk before we start sprinting a marathon. I'm like, oh, okay. And then they roll right back to the exact same thing. I was like, okay, well, how do I get stronger after doing these, th- these things? 
We can go ahead and do that too, but we got to learn how to throw mm-hmm. a proper punch. You got to learn how to go ahead and move all the functional movements. So go ahead and do it. They're like, nah, I'm just going to go bench. I was like, that's, what did you just ask right. me for help for then? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the big thing. I was like, what are you paying me for if you're just going to go and do your own thing? And you're yeah. like, oh, well, you know, my other coach said like, cool, then stop paying me and go do that, what that person is doing. But then don't come back to me and say like, oh, I didn't get stronger I got weaker, actually, and now my body hurts. Like, oh, that's wild. It's kind of like what we were telling you <laughs> in or, the beginning was going to happen. My favorite thing is, yeah, I think I pulled something because uh, I listened to this guy who told me to do this one thing, and I tried it. And where'd you learn it from? Well, where'd you hear this from? Uh, TikTok. Yeah, TikTok, <laughs> Instagram. Oh, no. like, oh, okay, very I was, cool. I was like, man, y'all got, you sat there, have me here. In person, mm-hmm. who can actually <laughs> help you. You were going to a guy who just went on TikTok and you just thought, oh, yeah, I, I kind of want to try that out. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a good, it's like a good reminder that, like, even people that are very good at what they do or, like, think they're very, like, everyone can can be swayed when, yeah. they, when they don't really know. You know, as long as someone is, like, loud or really confident about stuff and is like, oh, this will for sure increase your swing speed by five miles an hour and you're like i don't even know what that means but that sounds good let me do this one exercise without thinking about all the training i'm already doing with my coaches and with everything else and i mean we see that in the nutrition space more than anything i think because it's like eat this one thing and belly fat is gone and also you stop pooping yourself and it's like you don't know anything about me what i'm doing how i'm eating and then i'm just gonna like have this thing and it's going to make things better wait so are you telling me that gummy bears are not supposed to be eaten after workouts well definitely do that uh i i will always be like oh yeah gummy bears is good especially because you're going right (laughs) from you know place to place but brooke and i will always fight about whether (laughs) candy or simple sugars is (laughs) oh you're one of those people (laughs) huh mercy I well, I'm like more of a balanced yeah, person. Sure. So uh, Rose, like, I'm gonna eat Rice Krispies every day, and I'm like, you couldn't throw in like a like some fruit or something. Not in maybe? the morning. Like Rice Krispies, Rice Krispies every in the morning. Day. Boom. That's how I do it. Cause an apple, like, you know, I've already I already know like what my my carrot is to get out of bed. A Rice Krispies treat. It's nice oh my simple. gosh. Yeah, but bro, you need to have how a little much bit more it? motivation. Yeah. But how much is it nah. to go to the bathroom? Because you got to get out of How bed. How much is it? Oh, yeah, you gotta I guess. got to go use the restroom. So, uh-huh, that Rice Krispies machine isn't going to work. Right? It's, it's all going to work. But, yeah, I think <laughs> I think another thing, um, when you think about, like, fighting John, like, so many people, uh, whether they're fighters or people that, like, watch the sport, will look and think that it's, like, it's a sprint, right? You are sprinting for three rounds of five minutes, generally speaking. Do you think you can sprint for that long? You know what I mean? Like without having like a good solid cardio base? Like the answer more often than not is no, right? And I think that what you see in a lot of fighters is that they just like blow up. And then if it goes past the first round or like deep into the second round, by the time they get to the end, if they get to the end, it's like, oh God, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I'm going to have to keep doing this and this and this. Like how do you... How do you like tell an athlete you're working with, this is not a good place to be, right? Like we do not want to set you up to be in 
the last round fighting like on on your back leg being like you're gonna you're just gonna get your ass kicked because you push too fast all right so i try to tell them hey we got to figure out what your max sprint is and we got to figure out how to do that for a consecutive amount of times in that in those like five minutes <laughs> sorry somebody just came through the back right quick uh no because like a lot of people Pretty- don't understand they they got so many bullets that are going to be in their gun and they need to be able to go ahead and like manipulate that really quick. Like the one thing that keeps on killing them is that the fact that everybody wants to sit there and have that one nuclear strike that's going to knock everybody out. But we have to be able sure. to do that in main multiple times. So I always tell for my people like you guys either got to be like a Gatling gun or an Uzi and fire on off a bunch of little fire short rounds. Then <laughs> 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 gets it. <laughs> yeah. But you got to have a, like a lot of ammunition in the, in the pocket to go ahead and reload all the time. Like, these aren't those little shots that we got to go through. So those dudes who want to go in in that last round thinking that they're going to knock this dude out, but they haven't put enough effort into it, we got to make sure we can have that steady miss of going back and forth. So we have to interval, like, throw in some random intervals of what they need to do in the training. So, hey, we got to get taken yeah. down. we got to get back up. We have to shift there and throw punches. But how much can we sprint and how long can we do it? And we got to do that enough times in that five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a good good way of looking at it, and I think it's an easy way for people to understand, right? Because, of course, you 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 know might get the bonus if you knock someone out, and it always feels good. I assume I don't know, I've never knocked anyone out. Good to knock someone out, but like you knocked, most fights don't end in knockouts. You knocked you know? yourself out before, especially. Well, I don't know. I've knocked myself out before, but. <laughs> But he, uh, yeah, I mean, especially if you're not like a heavyweight, right? Because heavyweights tend to end in knockouts. But everything else is like, no, you're going to either go to decision, some grappling yeah. is going to happen, like something. Um, so that's a that's a good way to, to tell people like, hey, man, you have to survive and do it in a way that's good. Uh, also, you mentioned kind of like starting to, to put things in your pocket and then like when you're going to strike and whatnot. How much of fighting is a chess game you know what i mean because people may just look at it and be like oh it's just swings and kicks and whatever but how often are you thinking about kind of setting up uh a a certain flow or something so that the next time they see that they think this is going to happen and then you're going to be able to counter that like is that something that you're actively thinking about or is it just kind of like happening in the moment no i'm actually thinking about that i need to go ahead and actually figure out what positions I can go ahead and get myself into before I can get there. So it doesn't matter if it's either going to be like oh, a chess match is 12 moves ahead or be thinking about it with one or two. I got to be able to set up those certain moments that I can create. And I have to create that moment for myself to allow that perfect one strike to land. Like Kamaru Usman sat yeah. there and got knocked out in the last minute of his fight against Leon Edwards. Yeah, also such a wild, wild ending to a fight. <laughs> I was nobody in under, Yeah, but nobody understood that kick started in the first round. Lynn Edwards yeah. started throwing that head kick very early, and everybody kept on sitting there saying, oh, no, oh, no. I was like, you guys, look at it. He set it up in the very first round, made him into the same situation, and then finally connected on the one time that Kamar Usman wasn't ready for it because he got tired. He thought he already had the yeah. fight in the bag, and then he still threw the same exact same kick at the same spot in the same moment. Yeah, it's not just a bunch of cavemen swinging, right? There's there's so much genius and and like tactical stuff happening on uh, in the background, or at least in in someone's head. So yeah. that stuff's interesting. That's like cool when you like sit and watch with someone who 
like knows the sport and it's not just like a casual fighter or casual watcher but it's like oh yeah they're doing this 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 watch out for this and then it happens and you're like oh wow okay this is a not like any fight i've ever been in so um yeah that stuff is that stuff is cool <laughs> how long until you start paying people to just watch watch things with you or having letting people pay to just watch fights with you that'd be uh, easy <laughs> i mean I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be doing fight parties and like viewing parties for like that, but I don't ever do it because of the fact that one, I talk too hectic and I just sit there and just say randomness and people are just like, eh, I don't want to watch this dude no more because uh, he right. just saying dumb stuff. I said, no, but watch what he's doing. Like you guys got to sit there and relax, understand that this part is comedic, but this is the real things right here. Yeah. I feel like this is some premium OnlyFans. Content. That's what I'm saying. Right? You can eat the really good cookies I keep hearing about. <laughs> like make it a make it a fight cookie party. I'm into yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm well, well fight, fly to Albuquerque for a fight cookie party. <laughs> right now, yeah. I'm getting the look. Just, I'm supposed to be helping out with these cookies, and she's like, "I was like, mm, just tell, I'll, hey, I'll be there." You know what? Tell her. <laughs> yeah. Tell her we're sorry. We love her. Yeah. I'm like, oh, don't worry. I'm gonna be there in a minute. She, Blame Row, always blame Row. Oh, I always yeah, do. You can do. Like that. I found then, out, I got to do that because you guys. <laughs> 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 All right. So I know that um, last time we talked, uh, you said that you are like you are training people now, and yes. you have been training people for a while. So like you've competed at the highest levels. People love to work with you. Can you explain what that coaching philosophy is like, or how do you go about training someone from? Like, hey, I just started, but I've been a big fan. I'd love to learn from you. And this is my shot to get into the UFC. What are our next steps? Like, how do you kind of, I don't know, balance those two wildly different, like, experience levels? Nah, no way different. You got to look at both of them. They want to be better because, one, they look at you to for advice. So I'm not trying to make them into, like, the next superstar of whoever they were trying to emulate it can't be me they can't be john jones they're not gonna be the next conor mcgregor i have to make them the better version of themselves so the person who joe Smoes, who's a super uber fan saying hey man i just been really want to work with you all right cool let's see what you want to do and then let's go ahead and build on that let's see what you're good at and then let's help make that better oh okay cool and even like the next person who wants to be the ufc champion they're like hey i really just want to work with you because i heard you're good and i need to be better so, all right cool then let's make you better you and they're like no no, no i need to learn something from you so, that's exactly what i'm gonna do but i'm gonna show you how to be a better version of yourself like don't ask me to be me because you're not gonna be me you're gonna be you no matter what i do to mm-hmm. you <laughs> that's a shirt don't ask me to be me <laughs> but to be you just do the things that i said you to yeah. do <laughs> yeah it's, it's yeah but i think that yeah, I it's so it's so funny though because like that's I feel like that's I can't speak for Nicole and Brooke, but I feel like that's how we feel when it comes to like working with a professional athlete and a, the a general population person. Like, there is no special food, there is no special exercise that's gonna make you a professional anything. It's like how can we use these very basic tools to make you better and to make you a better version of yourself? And like, obviously, you're not gonna be doing the same thing as you know my mom is not going to do the same thing as you do john from a capacity level yeah but are the basic movement patterns going to be there absolutely am i going to ask you to do things faster and stronger yes but it's not like you know i'm having you like carry a kettlebell over your head as you 
pull from a fully machine while stepping up. Like, what the? F- what are we doing here? You know, like so much of it gets lost in this like crazy strength and conditioning, sports specificity thing. And you so know, Brooke is not going to say like, "Oh, you have to have is a billion vegetables all the time, always." Like, no, like be so better about eating. Wait, hold on. So you're saying that I I don't have to bench? I mean, do pull ups with somebody doing a bench press, or having the bench underneath me? And chains holding me down yeah, at the while same somebody time, yeah. else is like <laughs> yeah. on their back doing all that stuff now. What were yeah, we- and also <laughs> punching you in the in the stomach. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I forgot that one. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those extreme workouts, or you want me to do like the the balance board on top of the on top of a treadmill with the weights? Yeah, and it, like you see shit like that, and you're like, "What are we doing mm-hmm. here, man?" Like. Mm-hmm. It, Hyper specificity is like most times not a great thing. Yeah, because um, I'm confused on it. I feel like the stuff that actually, like the stuff that actually makes you successful, is like not sexy. No, it's just like consistency with the basics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Crazy. I know. I try to tell people that all the time. Like, hey, they're like, what do we need to work on? It's like, you know what the easiest thing to do? You were doing it since you were six months. So like, what? Let's learn how to walk. They're like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's learn how to walk and move our feet. They're like, no, that's stupid. How do we come punch harder? Walking and moving our feet. That's dumb. (laughs) Oh, footwork? This thing that has you go around? Yeah, you're going to need to learn. And they're like, all right, what's going to help me be a better wrestler? All right. Walking and moving our feet. No. (laughs) Okay, okay. What's going to help me in jujitsu? Walking our feet and walking it back down. They're like, you're dumb. I was like, it's the simple thing. They're like, they're like, no. this is why I listen to the TikTok people. Oh, 100%. Because yeah, they're like, yeah. That's, the, that's fair, yeah. They're like, you have no idea what you're talking about. I was like, yeah, I, I kind of figured that. Like, I have no idea. No <laughs> you're, like, you're like, I kind of do. Uh, you know, I've, I've been no where idea. you're trying to get to, but it's fine. No, I don't even tell people that. Because one dude told me that he knew, uh, <laughs> he told me he knew John Dotson and they hung out with him all last year. And I was like, really? Yeah, he's like, under- that's me. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I was like, how was he? He was a cool dude. He's like, yeah, super cool, amazing. Just loves like living life and stuff. And then he's just telling me I need to go ahead and, and like be a better, like be a better person. I was like, yeah, cool. Yeah, that's me. I'm him. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, no, that guy's 6'5". You're like, no, I'm 5'4". Like, that's a difference. Somebody thought I was John Jones. Wow, that's those are very different looking people. One hundred percent. They're like, how that's, did you hit a woman? That's in the a ca- casual viewer. Oh yeah, somebody actually asked me that. They're like, how did you hit a pregnant woman in a car and run? I was like, huh? First off, <laughs> when did that happen? When did I ever hit any car, any pregnant woman? They're like, they're like no. Oh you, man. You didn't hit run, hit, and then you, you went back to your car to get weed. I was like, first off, I don't even smoke. Uh, secondly, I don't even. Smoke. You confuse me for the guy who is literally oh, a foot shit. taller than me. They're like. Nah, that was oh you. Oh, my and God. Like, I was like, I hate you guys in so many ways. I was like, <laughs> I was like can I put this? We might, we might edit that out. I won't. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, John, I I do have um, questions from, from listeners that I got uh, that they would love for us to ask you. So, you down to answer some of these questions that, that I got from them? Yeah, let's go ahead and answer them because uh, I'm Are getting you? the look. Because you got to get off soon. Yeah, yeah. All right. This one is from someone you might know. Why are you short and a mutant? Uh, I'm very short because of the fact that I have the weird genetic genes from my parents. And then I'm a mutant because of the fact that I have this undeniable sensation of being sexy and awesome. 
Yeah, this was his question. How tall by the are way. you? <laughs> yeah. How tall am I? Is that one height? Mm-hmm. I think uh how tall? I think it is was it five five four? No, five three. Remember. Five three, yeah. And a quarter. Yeah, five three and can flip anyone, uh anyone. So that's crazy. Now, because you are a shorter fighter. Flip row, please. Yeah, flip see me. It. <laughs> yeah. We'll do it. Tape it. Next time. I'll be in Albuquerque next week, so maybe then. There's uh, your yes. shot. This, <laughs> this from some uh, someone who is a shorter fighter. So I'm a shorter fighter. Uh, how do you fight against or prepare to fight against someone who is taller than you? I'm getting my ass kicked. Uh, that one's always an easy one for me to go ahead and go with because of the fact that since I am always the shorter fighter, I have to figure out how I can go ahead and manipulate his reach. That's the part of that one that I need mm. to go ahead and stay at the end of it, and I can always close in with those huge overhands. Everyone always see me throw like land the big overhand but i'm always judging the distance by tapping their hand with my lead hand so i can control it and making sure i can go ahead and be in and out like i only use one of my hands to can block both hands and i use one hand to stab and pretty much knock everyone else out with yeah the uh what is it the the last bare knuckle fight uh well you threw like five left hooks in a row and i was like what the f- crazy man <laughs> But the funny thing is that no one understood the part that I have, like how I fight. It's a shield sure. and sword, so my left my left hand continuously attacked, but my right hand was continuously defending. Either it was pushing the dude's face, smacking the hand, or parrying the other side, and making sure I can shoulder roll and keep myself safe at all times. Yeah, and like I said, that fight went what forty eight seconds or something. You won very easily, which you know, no hate to Ryan, but. Was uh, it was one side. <laughs> it's an easy fight, it seemed like. Yeah, <laughs> it was always one side. Yeah, ah, tough being a fighter. Okay, so random question What's your favorite side of the octagon, red or blue? Do you have a favorite side, or do you kind of just you're like, oh, I'll go wherever? No, I always like going to red because that's the second person that's coming okay. out, and I always like to hear my own song versus mm. their song because when I hear their song and they have a better song than me, kind of throws me off. I'm like, man. That song's actually way better than mine. Yeah, Then you have to sit in there and wait. And then watching him jam out, and I'm jamming out, and I'm trying to remember that I have to go beat this dude up, but I'm still just jamming out. Like, what's up? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question. Uh, Yeah, I was like, I've never even thought about that. Um, I like that answer, too. I I never thought about how Red is always the second person that comes out. Well, it depends. If it's in the the UFC, it's always Red. And then Bare Knuckle, it's uh, Blue comes out second. Okay, so whichever one comes out second then, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Mm, Good to know. Good to know. All right, so what's the biggest hit you've ever taken, and what's the biggest hit that you've given, Uh, if you can remember that? Huh? What were we talking about again? I'm kidding. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I've been concussed so many times. Uh, The biggest hit I've ever landed, like, I've landed, is when I knocked out Johnny Bedford, then knocked him out back to Ohio. Like, that dude went back seven (laughs) years. And he didn't know where we were. Because we, I fought him in Vegas. And as soon as they asked him the question, where are you? He said, I'm in Ohio. And that was seven years of his life that he had forgotten. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> For real? Yeah, that's serious. And the, in that moment, right, he's like, yeah, I'm in Ohio. Yeah, he, like, oh, my God. And then the hardest hit I've ever like been hit by is uh, by John Lineker. Like, I fought him in Portland. And he actually left a big old welt on the side of my head. And it's still kind of there. That was like <laughs> that one's like the hardest punch I've ever faced to date. Uh, the hardest person I ever got kicked by was like Marlon Marais. He just kept on leg kicking me and then kept kicking me from my legs to my nuts. But you know, 
how that goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an accident. You're like, uh-huh. Whatever you say, man. That's wild. I mean, I, I know you have cauliflower ear like every uh, like every good fighter or any fighter. But, yeah, I can't imagine the things that, like, people walk around with. Like, yeah, you know, this bone doesn't even, like, work or fit the way it's supposed to anymore. And, like, this, my, my right shoulder is always this way just from the amount of hits, literal hits that you guys had to take is uh yeah. it's crazy no um so i did mention that you competed in both flyweight or uh and bantamweight how do you decide to fight in either or like what has been the biggest motivator to do so uh what well, was gonna be the clearest path to a title mm. pretty easy there right yeah, that was like the easiest <laughs> which do you me. feel which you feel most comfortable in, flyweight oh, or bantam? Flyweight, I feel the most comfortable at because I feel like I am a complete utter monster. And then I don't know what the psychological break for me to be at 135. Like that's the time on day. Like I get in there and I look at them. I'm like, man, this dude's big. And I'm, then I start to beat on myself. And then I have to remind myself, hey, you can do this. Let's go. Let's go. And that's more just me taking in like the accountability part of being a successful fighter. And I, I wasn't doing the mental preparation for myself. I wasn't digging deep, saying, hey. You've knocked out 45ers. You've knocked out 55ers. You've fought heavyweights. Like, uh, you can do this one, too. And I'm like, it's just in that heat of the moment. I just got, I just broke psychologically. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, that is uh, also scary to be like, I'm good. And then you see something, you're like, oh, no. <laughs> maybe, I'm, maybe I'm not that good. Um, and then this one is our last one until, uh, unless Nick, Nicole and Brooke have other questions, but how do you turn off your like fighter mentality? Like I know personally that you're one of the nicest people I've ever met. You have like such a great energy. I love being around you and your family, but I also know that you try to kill people. So like how, how do you turn that off? Like what is, what is that like? Uh, it's never off. Like I know it sounds like kind of cliche. It's like, I feel like Bruce Banner all the time. I'm always <laughs> angry, but I always have like my mind for me, for my fighter mind is I am always solving problems. Like literally I'm constantly going in there and I have an engineering, I have a computer engineering degree. Well, I should have, uh, I was studying to be a computer engineer and I just keep on looking at everything as a problem that I need to go ahead and solve. So for me, every fight situation is a problem I need to solve and need to fix. So it never, my mind never turns off. I'm always looking at things and I see aspects of my everyday life that I need to go ahead and fix and go ahead and create problems and then find a solution to everything. So there's always an answer I need to go ahead and search for. Hmm. That's how you keep the, the monster at bay then. Yeah, because... That makes a ton of sense though. Because I'm not angry. I don't... I don't, for me, even fighting isn't just me, me be angry. I just need somebody to fight. You just put a, <laughs> somebody in front of me, I'm willing to go ahead and box up anything. So, like, I'm not like that other. Like, you like the you like the challenge. You like the problem yeah. solving. You just need a problem put in front of you. And they're just the problem. That I just John's just a hammer. Yeah. He's like, I need a nail. <laughs> that's it. Like, in a, like, literal sense, that's exactly what it is. Just, I'm just looking, I'm just a tool that's waiting to be used. And I know it sounds like bad to kind of refer to myself as that, Aren't but we all? I just want to go out there and just be able to have fun doing what I like to do. And that's the thing that I aspire to do is to hurt people. Close. <laughs> so people are like, oh, yeah, well, how do you turn it off? I was like, "There's, I, I want to hurt you right now. I'm looking at your body and I size you <laughs> up. And then I just generally see those options for me to go ahead and do them. I partake in, like, I love the fact of breaking you down so know what I would be 
like advantage of me to go ahead and win. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I only play video games with you because I'm better at them and I would never fight you on purpose, you know, because then I would lose. I would lose instantly. So I actually talk, like thought about that a few times because I'm always like, oh, I want to play with you and I want to just go ahead and just like destroy you in Rocket League so I can just be like, yeah, I'm better at Yeah, you don't beat me. Yeah. You don't beat me in anything. Uh, it's fine. No, no, it's cool. No, no. no I, just, right. I just want I just want to let you know that I, yeah, I, I will. <laughs> One of these days, be able to destroy you in Rocket League. Like, you know what? Not only can I kill you in real life, I'll kill you in the video game. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. It won't happen, but you know, it's it's good to have dreams and goals. You know, but, uh, they always stay around. Like, there's no such thing. If you if you successfully achieve your dream, that means it's only a goal. So uh, I just want to go ahead and live out these dreams and fantasies in my head until you know I make them into reality of kicking your butt at Rocket League. <clears throat> I'll take that over a punch in the face, though. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> uh, do you two have any questions for John? I don't. I think I've asked mine during the <laughs> podcast. But I appreciate you and your time because it was really cool to, like, hear your perspective and more about what it's really like actually to prepare behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah I think dogs. just, like, learning about, like, the physical and the mental aspects of it all is really, really cool of just, like, yeah, you're a really super strong, awesome, like fit person, but you also have like that that mental strength, and I think that's something we don't talk about as much, especially when it comes to like our physical ability and what we're doing. Oh, thank you. I just sit there trying to be like <laughs> look, look a good person. It just sucks being good all the time. It's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to come see a fight now. Oh yeah, you, you should. Yeah, I feel like that'd be yeah. cool. Yeah, oh. everyone says I'm way scarier when they do that. Don't do that one. Yeah. Don't, don't come to a fight. Just watch one on TV or something. Because then everyone's like, oh, yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, you hit way too yeah, hard. Or we can just come different. over for cookies. Yeah. I'm oh, yeah, down yeah. for that, too. Yeah, that's right. I mean, <laughs> cookies are always good. Like, well, we can always do that, too. Always, yeah. Because I'm always cooking oh, food. John, you've had, yeah. And I will say, the food you cook is, is great. Especially when you make that um, stuff from the Philippines. I don't remember what it was called, but that thing was uh, Which one? fire. Pun? We had it for Thanksgiving. Oh, Ponce? I think. Yeah. 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 And then we have lumpias too because I got some in the I got some mix in the fridge. I just made it uh, yesterday, so I have to go ahead and make it today. Like roll them up today. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, have some have some uh, leftovers for me because uh, <laughs> I'll be coming in in a couple of days. Don't worry, I got um, you. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. So, John, I know that you've had like a long and successful like fight career. Um, is there anything you're excited about like the most about like what's to come is it more fighting is it like a new business venture is it just like watching chelsea's cookie thing explode because it is exploding like what are what are things that like excite you about what's what's next to come oh, i know you're fighting in bkfc now like yeah for me i don't even care about that i just like the i always like teaching and i like like the fact that chelsea cookies are going out there because oh. i want her to go ahead and actually stop working a real job and I want her to actually have a cookie business that she wants to be her own boss and have fun not doing that. I mean, that's like, for me, yeah. that's more exciting than everything else. Even though I get to help out here and there, I, ah, get, to, I get to deliver some stuff. Yeah. And then, uh, other than <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, the only thing for me, I just want to go out there and just teach everyone else. Like, I don't even care. Like fighting for me wasn't like really a, a dream for me. I, I did it because I was good at it. And I just wanted to, I thought I was going to be a coach for my rest of my life. They told me, no, they, I need to go ahead and beat up people. And I was like, hmm, I don't like getting hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
it's it's better when you're the one doing the hitting. So of course, but that's, that's awesome. I mean, I know, I know I've learned like so much just like about life and and not like how to stay positive, but just like the way you look at things is like awesome and and something that like I aspire to to be like. Uh, so yeah, keep keep training and teaching people because I think it's a way of life that most people should probably focus on and problems to be solved are always going to be there but like it doesn't mean you have to just sit there and be like well my life fucking sucks or blah 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 it's just like oh just another thing i gotta do it and and see what happens so um yeah anyone working under john is very lucky to to learn uh to learn a lot of things from him um but thank you for coming on the podcast man uh where can people find you and follow you on the internet uh and then you know is there anything else that you'd want to plug you guys can follow me on every social media platform being John Dodson MMA. Super quick and easy. I don't really want to plug anything because uh, <clears throat> then everyone's going to be thinking only fans the whole time. But <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, <clears throat> fair, fair, fair. <laughs> different. It's different. Yeah, no. Nah, uh, I'm just going to sit there, help out with everything on that. Like, just go to John Dodson MMA. You guys want to sit there, check out my life, ask me questions. I'll be welcome to help answer any of you guys' questions. If you do have an OnlyFans, Ask me questions on there, and I'll get back to you as quickly as possible. Like social media for me is one of those things I don't really get on too much. Rose so mad at me yeah, because it does suck. I do not respond to him until like two days later. And he goes, "Bro, I just sent you that two days ago," and I was like, "Why didn't you just text me?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I live all over the internet, man. That's that's the problem is that I forget people don't. So that's my fault. But uh, okay, cool. Let me um let me get our, our outro set here. So I'll be sure to link your uh, Instagram and websites and everything on the show notes. Um, and like I said, definitely hit up John for any questions you might have. There's a wealth of knowledge in in a lot of ways. Um, but we are currently all accepting clients. Uh, I deal with exercise and performance. Uh, Nicole's our non-diet dietitian helping you know your body better so you can feel better through nutrition and lifestyle support. Brooke and the West Nutrition Co. team specialize in supporting active bodies and solving digestive and hormonal symptoms. So, you know, both of these ladies are absolutely crushing it. Um, Follow us at Health Unfiltered Pod on Instagram. Keep sending those awesome questions. uh, And even if they're questions about this podcast... You can ask John directly or you can ask us to ask him or ask us anything else that's coming up in your head. Um, We love doing the question of the week um, and we're always down to do a um, whole podcast on questions because those are fun because I think that's when you can actually get them to drink (laughs) with me. Uh, Nice and drunk and answer questions. So rate us, share us and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. Um, And we like to end the podcast by having Brooke take us out with the music. So Brooke, do your thing. Cue that music. Bam. All right. Peace out, everyone. Bye, you guys. Thanks for having me on.